Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with my co-host, Tate Matthews. Tate, it's finally here. Spring Fling Week. This is the final year of the athletic season. Hard to believe. Let's say final year? Yes. Final week. That's right. Of the year. We got it. We knew. You're so excited. <laughs> you just got a little tongue-tied. And nobody thought we'd get here. Well, we thought we'd get here. I think it's great. A lot of people didn't. We got them all in. Final week, it's going to be awesome. Um, the attendance restrictions have been lifted, so everybody's going to get to come watch their babies play and compete. And Fans are going to be there. I know we're going to be there. I'm excited. I love spring playing. I love it, too. Well, and you're talking about attendance restrictions. Now you got on your soapbox earlier in the year when Franklin and Ravenwood played in the girls' soccer championship. You said, hey, what's, what's up with the requirements? Apparently they're not. Oh, when the TAAA gets all yeah, the not gate. A, not us. <laughs> when the TAAA gets all the gate, we just let everybody in. Oh, well, we didn't. We can't control, you know, how much distancing they have when they're in there. Well, you control how many tickets you sell, don't you? But, hey, that's water under the bridge. It was a great turnout for the all-Wilco AAA soccer final. And we're going to get to it, but we could be uh, another Wilco in the boys. So we already got the girls, got a chance to get the boys. That'd be awesome. But, but yes, off my soapbox. At least now it's legitimate that we can have big crowds there. And well, and listen, T-double, that's they've had a tough job this year. They've had a tough job. I'm fine Very with it. Very tough job. No, I'm fine with it. What I'm not good good with is pontificating to everybody else. It's kind of like Mayor Cooper. I'm going to tell everybody else what they ought to do, but then when it comes to us, we're, well, now that's a different set of rules. I love the T-double's double A. Of course you do. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little baseball. Uh at, at the time of our show last week, we were heading towards the region championship. Uh, Independence and Ravenwood with a big rematch. Indy won their sixth straight postseason game. 10-2 win over Ravenwood. They were district tournament champions, region tournament champions, and they did it what I would call the right way. Went straight through without a loss. Uh, winning pitcher that night was Dalton Dickerson. Six innings, seven hits, six strikeouts, and no walks. Drew Blaylock, three for three, three runs in an RBI. Ty Allen with three big RBIs for Independence. Ravenwood in that game, probably getting ready for the sectional. They end up using seven different pitchers. You know, that's it's kind of been pitcher by committee all year for Ravenwood. But, uh, again, in that region championship, Independence flexed their muscle. They definitely peaked at the right time. No doubt about it. What a postseason run they went on, you know, and finished sixth in the district regular season, but that's why we've got the tournament. I love it why the way it's set up, but you're right. They won it the right way in the in in the district tournament once they got to eleven triple A tournament and what a what a run they've been on and um, some impressive performances there. Co coach you know Coach McClory's had them what the last three, four years. They're they're playing as good a baseball as anybody around here. So great run. So I I'm just impressed Ravenwood's got seven pitchers. That's a lot. <laughs> In it? <laughs> At least they did that night, right? <laughs> well, we move on to the sectionals, and here's where it, it got a little disappointing, right? Yep. Uh, for Independence in particular, to be up at home 5-2, to two, top of the seventh, one out, nobody on base. They've played a very clean game. The pitching's been great. Uh, Will Tobin pitched five and two-third innings for Independence, gave up only two runs on six hits. 
Uh, and then it's Heartbreak City. Uh, from that point on, uh, Clarksville in the top of the seventh. Again, two outs away from advancing to the state tournament. Uh, Clarksville scores five runs on four hits. Three Indy errors also during that stretch. Uh, the rally was capped off by a three-run home run by Vanderbilt signee Kyle McGrons. So I know that was a very, very disappointing loss for Independence, especially playing at home, graduations that night, one game away from the state, and only two outs away from advancing. Yeah, they just kind of like in football and basketball, we talk about closing it out. They just couldn't close it out. And, um, yeah, you're right. And, and adding insult to injury, you know, a lot of people thought Clarksville was the best team in the state. And so two outs away from making sure they don't even make it to the state tournament, would have gone back for the second time in three years. Uh, they, they were just so close. And then it just kind of, you know, you lost momentum, and then it kind of unraveled. We've seen it so many times in other sports, but this is what happened. I mean, they were so close, but what a great, what a great postseason run they were on. It was almost, you know, make a documentary about it. <laughs> it was very storybook for sure. <laughs> uh, Independence did finish up with 12 hits in that game. Cooper Hargrove, three for four, two RBIs. Logan Molner, Grant Morgan, both with a couple of hits. Ravenwood travels to Beach, and they lose 4-1 to one again in the sectional. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Lead late in the game. Ravenwood's up 1-0 going into the bottom of the sixth. An error led to the tying run. And then a player interference call on a stolen base attempt by Beach uh, with two outs. That would have ended the inning. You get a player interference call uh, on Ravenwood. And then next thing you know, you turn around. Beach has scored a couple of runs. They add a couple of more. And then from that point forward, uh, Ravenwood couldn't get anything across the plate. Again, 4-1. to one. And the thing that was interesting, it was kind of set up because they had Luke Centered, who was pitching for Beach. They avoided Chase Burns, who right. did not pitch that night, who you know, was probably the best pitcher in Tennessee, maybe a first-round draft pick. So it was looking pretty good for Ravenwood. But again, Coach Bourne and Ravenwood, great regular season. The bats went cold yeah. in the postseason. I was going to say that. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Independence's bats heated up in the postseason. Ravenwood's cooled off. So you're right. And, and, and Chase Burns will be a first-round draft pick. It's where and <laughs> how early in the first round does he go. But, but you know, uh, I know Coach uh, Bourne and Ravenwood do. They, everybody's said all year long, don't, don't sleep on page. They've got two pitchers. One of them's going to be a top 15 pick, but the other one, uh, um, Beach. Yeah, Beach, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, are the real deal. So, uh, but, yeah, you, you know, you, you thought you had to really like their chances. And, and that's crazy that both of those teams, um, I think Wilco teams are known for being disciplined, you know, not a whole lot of mistakes. And both of them kind of their undoing was late errors. That's, that's not like – that's uncharacteristic of either one of those teams, I would think. So, happens sometimes, though. Again, great seasons. Hey, let's talk about some positive. This is positive. I know you're excited about this. Uh, region championship, uh, Nolansville with a big 15-5 win over Giles County. That was a game that was 6-5 just a week earlier in the district championship. This one, they left no doubt. Ethan McIlvain, three for four, seven RBIs, two home runs, including a grand slam. Yeah. Pretty big game for uh, Ethan. Well, there's your difference in six to five and fifteen to five, right? <laughs> and it, and I mean, 
is a bomb too. Tyler Hummel, another name we keep mentioning, right? Yep. Good game for him. Uh, comes on in relief, pitches three innings, four strikeouts, uh, gives up only one run on three hits. He's the winning pitcher. Nolensville, 13 hits in that game. Jackson Hill with three hits, two RBIs, and two runs. Couple of hits each for Ethan Siling, Quentin Jenkins. Then we move to the sectional, and the talk was, hey, this is going to be tough to beat ML King. Not with McIlvain on the hill. How no. about that start he had in that game too, Tate? Oh, he went off. Went, struck out. Hey, I asked Coach Hudson, I said, when did you know he was on? He said, first inning, <laughs> first few pitches. He struck. Talk about setting the tone and sending a message here. He struck out the first, not got out, struck out the first eight that he faced. Pretty good, pretty good run there, but it's pretty intimidating, <laughs> right? And uh, I mean, but you know, he's been doing it all year. What nine and one on the season? Um, you know, and and the thing that we forget about sometimes, he's just a sophomore, powerful guy. Uh, ask Coach Hudson what 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 kind of performance? How would you describe that performance Friday night? He said dominating. Pretty good. This is a great word to use. <laughs> hey, and he also again two for three. Two RBIs uh, in that game. Ethan Siling also had a couple of hits. And here's what I thought maybe works out even better for him. He only pitches four innings. Right. So getting to rest that arm a little bit uh, going into the state tournament. I don't know if you've – I know you have because we talked about it before. You've looked at that bracket. Yep. There's Signal Mountain in the first round, and they're in the same bracket with Ripley and Pigeon Forge. I like Nolo's chances. I like Nolo's chances. I think they like their chances. And, 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 and back to Hummel, I think it goes noting, uh, here we are. We're in the state tournament now. Friday was the, the sectional game. He still had a 396 batting average. Incredible. I, I was listening to a, a guy this weekend. He was talking about, you know, sometimes you're – basically, if you bat 300, you're great. Three out of ten times Hall, you're great. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. He's batting four out of ten. I'll take it. Strong. And then, you know, I mean, how, how often do you see a guy like McIlvain mention he's 9-1 and one as a starting pitcher? He's got a 304. So, anyways, back to your question. I really like their – I really, really like their draw a lot. I think Pigeon Ford is probably the toughest one on that side. Uh, you mentioned McIlvain got to rest, only four, in, four innings, had a few days off. I think I think we talked about this. I think the Knights, I think they're the favorite going in. I think they got a really good chance to win the state championship. It's exciting, and you know, for them, and this was the case with several of our teams. But uh, you know, they were a team last year. They had those eight seniors, and last year they were saying, "Hey, maybe here's our chance." Well, sometimes it happens a year later. That's right. So we'll we'll see what we've seen it with a lot of the teams, yeah, no doubt. And and and, and he mentioned that the, the, those guys have been back a lot this year in the postseason. Been at the games, cheering the guys on. That's cool, man. That's when that's when you know you got a program. When they're coming back, um, 19 years old, could could be doing a lot of other things on a Friday night, and they're there cheering on the team. I, I'd say that's a that's a good culture. Really is a good. If you've been to, and I know you have been to those games, it it, it stands out. Yep. The kind of culture they have in that program. Moving on to softball, Summit High School. First time in the school's history, Tate, they have qualified for the state tournament. They get a 2-1 win at Springfield. They had to go to Springfield after losing to Dixon County. Uh, they bounced back from that home loss to Dixon uh, two days earlier. And this week's gym, Tate, I believe this is back-to-back -back weeks on Summit on the gyms. 
So again, it's their first state tournament trip in 2019, which is the last season we had, they lost to Springfield in the sectional. So this year, revenge. Get a little payback two years later. Uh, Elena Escobar, what a game. 12 strikeouts, gives up three hits. She had an opening walk to start the game, and then she retired 20 of the next 21 batters. Does that fall under dominating I, category? I think as it well? does. I think, I think it so, does. Sure. She's been on fire. She had the first win against Dixon, came back and got the save against Dixon. You know, uh, she's anytime she's on the mound, you got a chance. And so 20 out of 21, I think that's pretty dang strong. And, and you know, should have known it because Clarksville's, Clarksville's been one of the best teams in, in AAA softball all year long. And so I thought when, when, when Summit drew Springfield, this meant, oh, Guaranteed they're going on. Springfield's better than I thought they were, but still, doesn't matter. Ten innings, they got the win. First time in school history. Pretty cool. Well, and Dixon, you look, uh, it's just one of those things we've talked about all year, the improvement of the softball league. Dixon goes out and beats Clarksville 7-1, to one, I think is what it was. Yep. Uh, and, and like you said, they were talking Clarksville all year, who Summit had beaten, by the way, earlier in the year. But when, when Dixon beats Summit in the region final, you're thinking, oh, that means they're going to end up getting Clarksville. But then Clarksville really gets upset by Springfield. But as it turns out, our teams ended up being the better teams, at least on that night. So congratulations to Dixon County. Congratulations to Summit. Both teams moving on. Now, in that game against Springfield, went all the way to 10 innings. In the eighth inning, Dixie Corbin had an infield single. She later scored on a Malia Scott bunt. And then Springfield in the bottom of the eighth gets a two-out double by Sarah Nicholson to tie the game. And you would think on the road, you had the game won, you thought you did, and then a big two-out hit, you would think, uh-oh. Lost the mo. Here we go. It's over. But it's just not what happened. Uh, I credit Coach Stevenson and that team. In the 10th inning, they go to the old international tiebreaker, which I love, <laughs> put the runner on second. Uh, Ashlyn Easley was on second. She moved to third on a pass ball. Then she comes in sliding in head first to get the uh, uh, the winning run on a wild pitch. So from there. That had to have been exciting. Had to be. Did from, she Willie Mays haze it? Or, you know, hands first. Or Pete Rose. Because that's what you did. Right? Well, let's just say let's just say that's how it happened. You don't know For the who Willie Mays haze is. Look it up. Uh, Joe Boo. You got a Anyway, so in, oh, the, in the bottom, he no of, help, Joe Bull, <laughs> In the bottom of the tenth, there's there's again runner on second, and then uh, they end up with one run, a runner on uh, first and second with one out. But then Escobar gets a fly ball to record out number two, and then she ends the game with a big strikeout. So very exciting for Summit. Uh, Coach Stevenson has loved this team all year long, yep. and man, has this league improved. Yeah, and she's a big part of it because ever since she's taken over Summit, obviously they're the cream of the crop right now, and, and that wasn't always the case. So uh, since she's taken over, that program has gone nothing but up. Here we are, first time in the state tournament. Can't wait to see what they do. But uh, I think they got a chance. You, you, you know, you just said it. They've, if you make It's kind of like baseball. It's kind of like soccer. You make it through 11 AAA, uh, you're as good as it gets. You got a you're shot. You're not going to see anything better than that. They take on Daniel Boone, and then their bracket, Siegel, who 
everybody thinks, okay, this may be where the championship goes through. Uh, they take on Dyer County, but I, I'm not counting Summit out. No, Siegel is good. They're really good. They can win it. Their district's not as tough. Right. They're dang good, though, but they're not unbeatable, no. I mean, I, 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 I think it's a coin toss if those two get together. Well, you got uh, Escobar on the mound, Richards on the mound. I mean, you just, you just never know what's going right. to happen, especially uh, with a double elimination tournament. Nolensville softball mm. uh, lost in the region championship. We talked about this last week. That last sort of hurdle uh, for Coach Patton in Nolensville uh, was to get past Forrest. Forrest comes out on top 3-0. Uh, Ryland Smith did pitch six innings with four strikeouts, no earned runs. So, again, you're talking – um, miscues in the field. Yep. And then in the sectional, uh, they drop a 4-1 game to Nolensville, but it, I mean, excuse me, to Greenbrier, but it was their first trip to the sectionals. Again, kind of like Summit. You can feel that Nolensville's getting ready to kick the door in. Uh, again, Ryland Smith, only a sophomore, who's a pretty dominant pitcher for Nolensville throughout the year, but congratulations to Coach Patton and Nolensville for taking it that deep. Well said. Nothing really to add to that. That's exactly right. And uh, you can't argue Escobar. She's had such a great year. But Ryland Smith, just a sophomore. But, I mean, she's got to be up for player of the year in this county, right? Not just a – I mean, unbelievable season. So, no just doubt. a sophomore coming back. No uh, uh, Captain Obvious here. I think Nolensville is in Murfreesboro next year. Wow. Pencil that in. No. Pen it in. She's going to be a junior? They're, they're in. Well, you got that dominating pitcher. It means, it That's right. obviously means a lot. Let's talk a little soccer. Now, yes. this one may be surprising people. Uh, Franklin in the uh, region championship defeats Brentwood 2-1 to one after losing not only the week before 3-0, but 2-0 during the season. So they had been beaten 5-0 cumulative. But they play in the region championship, and Bradley Whalen gets two goals for Franklin. Uh, according to Coach Burgoyne, and, and I believe him when he says this, scoring that first goal gave his team a lot of confidence. So they score to go up 1-0. They finish out the game, and then turns out pretty good in the sectionals as well for, for Franklin. Yeah, maybe the two best teams in the state. Yes, especially the way Franklin plays. Getting on that board first was, was – uh, very big for their confidence. And they've, you know, they've had a hard time sc scoring against Brentwood. Now, you know where I'm going with this, right? Got a lot of, we got a lot of friends that watch this show. Some Brentwood soccer people, do you, you know, they're, do you remember last show you were talking about can't beat somebody three times, that's hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe beating them three times is harder than that. <laughs> oh, wow. In this case, maybe it was. I, I think it's the two best teams in the state. You know, congrats to Franklin, man. It's awesome. Big win. Um, I know Brentwood's hurting and it had a chance, you know, but I, I think that one just – that one changed the team. Huge win for Franklin. Going to the sectionals on Saturday, uh, Franklin hosts Smyrna. Smyrna, really good team. I think they've won 13 in a row before the lost station camp. Uh, Smyrna goes up 1-0 in the first five minutes of the first half. But then Benji Wright responds with a goal on a pass from uh, Bradley Whalen. And then in the second half, so we're tied at one at the half, 
Franklin scores three straight goals. Shields, Wright, Whalen, all with goals. They go up 4-1. They end up holding off Smyrna, who did score one additional goal. But 4-2, state tournament for Coach Burgoyne and Franklin. They take on Columbia, and they're in the same bracket with Bearden and Collierville. I like the draw I do too. for Franklin. I do, too. like it a lot. I think you're very possibly looking at a Franklin Station Camp final. Well, and talk about Station Camp. I mean, obviously they were a really good team, but we talked about it before uh, the show that not only winning the region final was important because you want to win, right, and play at home, but you were going to get to avoid Station Camp, who on the year 15-0-6, one of those ties was to Brentwood. That's right. But on Saturday, Brentwood didn't have it. Yeah. And you think it might have been left over from that Franklin game? I think it could be because, hey, you, there's no shame in losing the station camp, right? I don't do, – do do any – does anyone really think station camp is four goals better than Brentwood? I don't. I, I mean, I, I know they were that day. I don't think – well, you know, the momentum gets going. Right, right. I think that was a heartbreaking loss, tough loss. And, no, again, no shame in losing them. They've, they've won, what, two of the last four. They've been to five, five straight – um, AAA state soccer tournaments, okay? Which is not easy to do. Well, look at Brentwood and Franklin. They, as dominating as they are, they didn't go to five in a row, you know? That's, that's tough to do. So, uh, Jeremy Cook's the coach up there. He's, he's good, man. You know him. Um, know him well. He's got the program going. So, again, uh, I think they got to be one of the favorites. Um, but, no, I don't think they're four goals better, even though they were on Saturday. But... That's what happens. You ended up going on the right. You controlled your own destiny. You lost to Franklin and then but, – but no shame in the Brentwood season. What a great, great year for them. Just came up a little short. You know, something pretty unique there for Coach Burgoyne, if they make the final, which, again, I think they've got a shot, that would be championship games in at least the state tournament, right? They're in it in boys and girls, same year. Oh, yeah. Pretty good year, Coach Burgoyne. We approve. Yeah. Your contract <laughs> has been extended. Can we do – you're the – can you do that? <laughs> I don't have that authority, but let's just say I do. <laughs> Sounds good. Be a lot of maroon if those two get together. Station Lots. camp's maroon too. Lots. Hey, Paige, again, I keep saying this about them, just kind of quietly doing their thing. Uh, maybe it's because of the league they're in, but in terms of WCS, you know, we talk a lot about Brentwood and we talk a lot about Franklin, but pretty darn good Paige team. I was out watching the uh, uh, region semi last week. Uh, but they, they end up beating Murfreesboro Central 3-1 in the region championship. And we were talking about this last week. That was the third meeting. They had tied the first one. Then Page wins in the district final. And then they win again in the region championship. Uh, and then they go on in the sectionals and get a 2-0 win over MLK. It's their first trip since 2017, which, again, is not that long ago. But, right. <laughs> but, the, but the point I would like to make here in 2017 – they were state runner-up. Uh, scoreless at the half against MLK, and then Hyatt McDonald and Jamie Smith uh, get goals uh, in that particular game. Uh, and I, did, I failed to mention this. In the region championship, Nolan Colliday, Hyatt McDonald, Chris, Grayson Dugan all with goals. So Coach Clapp and Page, they've got it going. They play Howard in the first round. They're in the same bracket as South Gibson and Greenville. Again, I think pretty good draw there for like Paige, it. like Franklin. I like it. You know, the, the Howard now they're they're a, they're kind of like MLK. They're I, I 
think they're a magnet. They're they're not your traditional. Here's your zone, and that's so you know they can be a little sneaky sometimes about who ends up there. You know, kind of like Crawford says, we play with whoever shows up on the yellow bus. <laughs> they don't have to do that, right? So, uh, but yeah, I like to draw. So I, I I'd be lying if I said I knew something about Howard. They can surprise you though. So, but I think we're good. I like to draw. Hey, track. I know you saw this, the Man. state pentathlon. Uh, Holland Powers from Brentwood gets the win. Uh, congratulations to Holland, had a great year. And then the runner-up, Elise Dobson from Nolansville. So pretty nice showing there in the pentathlon for WCS. Uh, yeah, we'll take it. But here's the thing. Here's what I would say, okay, a couple things. I broke this thing down. Did you, did you, dig, did you dig deep on this? Let's see how dig. Deep, you dug. Holland Powers. You, we've been using the word, this third time we've been using the word dominating, okay? One, been telling you, the Lady Bruins are the favorite for the AAA state title. Well, guess what? When they start on Tuesday, they're already up 10 to 0. They got 10 points from this uh, pentathlon championship. Holland, this is how dominating she was, 3,591 points. There's five events, pentathlon, right? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> First place. Long jump and the shot put, first place. Second place, 800 and the 100-meter hurdles. And then the high jump where she just totally stunk it up. She got fourth. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So I'm thinking she ran away with it. Then you look at what Elise did, right? Elise got uh, runner-up, correct? Yeah. She gets first in the high jump, second in the shot put, third in the long jump, the 100 hurdles, and the 800. <laughs> that was that was a deep dig right there. That is, That's pretty good. That is dominating. You did your work. Thank you. Nice homework there. And if you looked at third place, did you see the difference between yeah, it was first, a, second, and third? It it's was like like six hundred points. I mean, it was a pretty big difference. So again, dominating performance. But can you imagine and, and shout out to Elise, that is so awesome. But think about that. She got first, a second, and three thirds and got second. It's incredible. That's crazy. It's incredible. Two I'm, great athletes there. Yeah, I'd say WCS, uh, we got a grasp on the pentathlon. <laughs> the decathlon was also last week. Sam Sullivan of Brentwood finished seventh. Patrick Lama from Franklin, eighth. So congratulations to those two young men as well. We're going to finish up with a little tennis. Girls tennis sectional. Franklin goes to Mount Juliet, gets a commanding 4-0 win in the state tournament. And again, only four teams in the state tennis. Franklin takes on Cookville. The other side of the bracket is Collierville versus Science Hill. Just like we said earlier in the year, when you win our district in tennis, you've got a real shot to be the state champion. So uh, Franklin's definitely in with the chance. On the boys' side, Ravenwood with a 4-1 win over Station Camp. They're taking on Murfreesboro Central, Collierville, Science Hill in the other semifinal. I like both both uh, teams with the shot there. I do too. What a spring Franklin's had. They uh, really have. Yeah, they've had a great spring. Um, maybe it was the name change. No, I'm kidding. Great, great spring, and I, I like their chances. And in, I, I'm with you. I think Ravenwood's got a real good chance too. We could we could go two for two here. And keeping in mind, we have all those individual events too, or the individual. You got the singles and the doubles uh, for the individuals as well. So probably have some winners in there. Hey, do want to give a shout-out. Uh, they ended up getting beaten in the sectional, lost to Merrill Hyde. 
But congratulations to Coach Shelley Frank and the, and the Fairview boys. Great season making it all the way to the sectionals. I know we keep saying it, Fairview. On the rise, man. I mean, they're just they're, they're on the rise. Place no to be. No doubt. Tate, looking forward to our trip to Murfreesboro, our trips with an S. We'll be over there. Uh, it's hard to believe that end of this week, come Friday, spring's over. Yeah, but we got a pretty big event coming right after that. Yes, we do. Look for some Wilco Award, Award Super finalists. Super excited. Coming out. Fire, fired up about it. Only, only, you know, a little bit over 20 days till the big show. Be here like that. Can't wait. Can't wait. Highly anticipated. Never disappoints. <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> I got to up my – I don't know if you remember, I brought the sock game last year. I got I to gotta get my sock. Oh, we're sitting I down. I know your tux so. game is on fire. People are going to be very impressed. Well, you know. John Street took care of you. And, and yours as well. Thank you, by the way. Excited. Tate, thanks for being here. Looking forward to Spring Fling. See you in Murfreesboro. We appreciate you for being here every week and this week as well. We'll see you next time on Sports Connection.